here with us. With us. With me. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, more than one person. Us are, us are the crew of the lab. Wow. I was trying to keep that going, but I already butchered it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, weekly lab, <laughs> the weekly lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we broadcast on shortwave radio, WRMI, out of Miami, Florida, all over the world, as well as um, a weekly podcast that we upload onto iTunes. We try. We try to. Last weekend uh, didn't work out due to other commitments. However, we are back again today. Uh, so the lab here, we... Uh, our motto is we dig in and dissect to a wide uh, variety of topics. Um, you never know what you're going to get. No. And honestly, unless we do a multiple part series, it changes every single week. It so. changes all the time. And, um, you never know what to get. Right. A lot of the things that we'd like to talk about is what uh, our listeners send us. Mm-hmm. So uh, that email address, theweeklylab at gmail.com, uh, people send us their topic suggestions that we discuss. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything you would like for us to discuss, uh, send us an email. Yeah. And we will be sure to uh, bring it up. I would say it's that. And it's also, like, I know people from, like, our place of work listen to the show or give us suggestions in person, too. Yep. Um, and kind of today, what we're going to talk about is something that has, one, been in the news quite a bit over the last couple of months, I would say, um, due to things going on in the world. And then also, you've talked to people at work about this specific thing. and It's not a secret what we're talking about it's uh it's money 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 money's on everybody's mind yeah. all the time you you were alluding to it but well you know you know you got to build that suspense specifically money investing money investing yes smartly S- smartly yeah so ryan's been doing a lot more stuff with investing money than i have like you pay attention you said you've been looking at stocks every single day recently just to see trends uh y- Yes, but it was more so because I get a little bit of a, uh, I get a little bit of a laugh out of the uh, the headlines. Oh yeah, that's more what than I'm anything. Saying. Yeah, it's been in the news like stock market and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which I mean they always talk about it, but it's just recently I've learned just how funny those people are when they try to act like they know what's going on with the market. Whenever they run their headlines, and then two or three hours later they pull a 180. And yeah, you can tell Go the other just, way. Yeah, they're just trying to fill space on their webpage. Yeah, so. We're going to cover a couple different things when it comes to investing your money. Um, ways you can invest your money. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that. Things to consider when you're investing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're looking into how do I want to invest my money. Um, trends, I would say. As far as like how it follows political and economic oh, things. Yep, yep, you yep. know, like you're talking about the headlines and such. So, yeah. Um, I myself am in the middle of transitioning to a new, what do you call it, brokerage company, I guess? Yeah, a new financial institute, if you will. Yeah, so my original one transferred it to somebody else. Yeah. And it wasn't... No fault of your own. No, it wasn't my choice to transfer these people. They just basically sold it off, I guess, in a way. And you did research on the company that I transferred to and was like, ooh, they have bad reviews. Yeah, so I dumped them. And then you were like... You know, treading water. Well, I mean, there's no point in, in, like, if you know it's a bad investment, why stay? Yeah. So, and essentially what I'm talking about is I have, like, a mutual fund, like an IRA, Roth IRA, and that company is in charge of it. So they put my money into things without me, like, picking and choosing like you do because you have separate accounts for investing money. Yeah, so, um, correct. That. 
correct. Short story, um, yes. However, it's it's not as complicated as as um, it sounds whenever you're describing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off to that as well. Um, the first thing I think we should say is get it out there that we are not financial advisors by any means. Oh, God, no. So don't Me listen especially. to this show and then go and... Do whatever we say. Throw your debit card number online. No. Tell someone to invest your money. This is more like our personal experience with it. And what we've learned. Mm -hmm. And what, more essentially, like what you've taught me from learning. Yeah, and what's entertaining about it too. But yeah, so um, yes, your financial institution uh, was managing uh, retirement assets and then they Mm -hmm. sold that to a different company. Yeah. They said, uh, it's beginning to be too much for us to handle. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the um, ability to do it uh, to the best extent so mm-hmm. we're going to sell it to uh, company x and then company x has mediocre reviews yeah. um so i transferred mine to say company y okay and then uh you're in the process of moving yours as well now yeah so that's how all that happened yep and it's a long process yeah it is so i mean like we said it wasn't Forms. my decision on to go to this company but transferring it to company y as oh, you like to call it yep. It's like a 30-day process after you request the money to be transferred. So, um, I mean, you know, as long as you're willing to put the money in, you have to be willing to lose it, too. So, in the process of, like, my money just sitting in those stocks that it's in now, in the other company, I'm just kind of a sitting duck, essentially, until I get transferred over to the new company. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, which I honestly don't even understand. Like whenever we do this, I always sit down for you guys listening. I always sit down with Brian and he asks me questions and I'm like, dude, you are barking up the wrong tree. That is true. I can't confirm that. Yeah. I'm like, that's a real conversation that we've had. (laughs) I have no clue. So even when it comes to my investments, I let Ryan kind of run with it. And that's the whole reason I'm switching so that we have more control and he can make smart decisions for me. Well, again, there's no guarantee. Well, I, um. should I mean, probably have you sign something stating that you won't hold me liable. Uh, oh, I absolutely will. But Even if yes. I sign it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But can you kind of explain to listeners like what different kinds of ways you can invest? Ah, that's an excellent question. Thank so you. it all started back in the early uh, 1900s. Oh, boy. We're going way back. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so what was your question again? What different ways can you invest? So what different ways can you invest? Well, there's all sorts of different ways you can invest. Real estate, some people think precious metals is the only way to go. Other people think stocks. Other people think bonds, mm-hmm. um, index funds, mutual funds, blah, blah, blah. Um, however, to break it down, like really simple, because a lot of people, whenever they first start out, they hear all these terms and they don't know what it means. That, that would be me. Right. I'm raising my hand right now for you and, guys who um, can't see me. And that was, <laughs> that was me as well whenever I first started looking at this. And then... Yeah. Uh, I, I realize that it's really not that complicated if you just stick with the basics mm-hmm. and don't try to beat the system. You know what basically. this, re- not to get off topic, but what this reminds me of is how we play craps. Like whenever you go to Vegas, oh, all yeah. these people do like complicated bets oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, cool if you understand it, but if you don't, you don't want to get involved in that stuff because you don't know what you're really getting into. So stick with what you know yep. and make it work for you. And, and that's what we do. Reach out to somebody that does know. Right. If you don't financial advisors right. or friends family some loved people are, ones yeah some people are really good at it and they're not like your dog i mean yeah i don't think ours are but um so first thing is you have different vehicles uh, i want to call them vehicles that you can put your investment in we have two vehicles out we front. do we have a ford and we have a toyota correct um so yeah so common ones are <laughs> um your iras your mm-hmm. individual retirement accounts yes 
um, with that, you have two different types. You have your Roth and you have your traditional. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to break everything down for it, but everybody says to go with the Roth because the money, you don't have to worry about taxes whenever you go to take it out later in life. Hmm. So um, the traditional IRA, you're going to pay taxes later but with the Roth, you're paying it now, essentially, to where you don't have to worry about it in the future. And I mean, that's good. Yeah, because we pay freaking taxes for everything now. Everything, right. And, and who knows, next year they might raise taxes. So, that, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so possible. why need taxes on something else if you don't need it? Um, another one is like a 401k. Mm-hmm. I used to hear about that all the time because I feel like back when we were younger, mm. that was like the the biggest retirement fund in Companies always said, like, oh, if you have a 401k with this company and you move to our company, you can roll it over. Like, they would have to be able to accept your 401k. So that was the one uh, before I got into the military that I had always heard about right. as a kid. So um, so speaking of the military and then your TSP, your thrift savings plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, the two I'm going to focus on is is the, uh, the Roth and the traditional IRA. And with that... The Roth IRA, which I think is mm-hmm. is better uh, overall. Yeah. So you can put pretty much anything into a Roth IRA. Almost. There okay. are, of course, some restrictions like anything in life. Of course. However, with that being said, uh, the most common things to have in your uh, IRA for retirement, of course, mm-hmm. is your stocks, your bonds, and your mutual funds. Okay. And some people index funds. Yeah. So, um, they all have pros and cons, I guess you could say. So again, not a financial expert by any means, uh, any means, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people go with mutual funds. Yeah. That's what I had. A mutual fund is a, a, it's think of it like a pool where a whole bunch of people are throwing money into it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a manager that is a financial advisor and they are constantly watching all of the stocks Mm-hmm. And the bonds that build up that mutual that mutual fund. Yeah, because don't mutual funds come with like packages? Like these are the stocks that are included. Because you can when you buy into a different mutual well, fund. Well, you can look at what the mutual fund holds. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like, from what I understand, the mutual funds that you can get into have like a set group of things. Well, there are different types of mutual funds. Yeah, you have like small cap, you have large cap, you have. Um, uh, equity funds you mm-hmm. have, some of them just focus on real estate some of them just focus on precious metals some of them yeah. are blended hmm. um you name it they've pretty much covered all their bases See, that, that's why it sounds confusing because to me in my mind like my basic mind when it comes to this stuff i'm not a guru by any means either it just sounds like there's so many freaking options how do you choose performance i guess yeah but which... remember past performance does not guarantee future gains true so um, like what I do whenever I look at it is I look at like 10 years back, like what did it do 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. What what was the loss versus the gain? And then five years, three years, what did it do this past year? And then I look at how long that manager that's running the account's been there. If they've been there through the whole thing and the numbers have been green and they beat the market yeah. by like 50%. You which can see in that? In some cases. Like who the manager is and how long they've been there? Yes. Oh, dang. So... That tells you that person knows what they're doing. Right. Now, that's not a guarantee that person's going to stick around. Yeah, because you could buy it and then tomorrow they're gone. Right. But that's why you monitor that stuff every once in a while and you see, you know, what's going on. Hmm. I didn't know you could see that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good to know. Um, so the mutual funds, right? So inside the mutual funds, it's a, uh, a combination of 
literally anything. You can go and look like what's in the different mutual funds. Like they have like the what's called blue chip funds, which is like your big boring businesses that have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. They're, they're exciting. Just, they just exist. And they're, they're just your steady eddies. They're just really good at what they do. Hmm. That would be like Walmart, which I don't really like Walmart, but they're a uh, they're a you know a, a big global company. company exactly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you can also go with what's called an index fund. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a very brief, brief. Like there's so much more to mutual funds, but I just wanted to touch the basics and get that out of the way, like the differences. Yeah, I can't give out too much information because like me, you'll just be like, Duh! like <laughs> it's just a lot to take in. So, so an index, an index, uh, for example, is the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, and the S&P 500. Those are like the three big things you see all the time. Yep. So the Dow Jones Index, that follows the 30 largest companies in the United States. Hmm. I'm almost certain. Um, The NASDAQ makes up over, I think it was 4,000 individual technology stocks. Jeez. And your uh, S&P 500 takes the, I think it's like the average of the largest 500 or 500 companies in America or something like that. Hmm. Something like that. Anyway, basically, the index gives you a good general idea of what the stock market is doing Yeah. at that time, just those, by looking at that. Those are the ones you always see, like, even if you're watching the news, like, scrolling across the bottom, those are, like, the main three that the news is always displaying. Yeah. Um, so, with the index fund, if you were to invest in an index fund, your money is going to do exactly, almost exactly, it'll match whatever that index is doing. Hmm. So if you buy into an index fund that follows NASDAQ, whatever that line's doing on your screen, mm-hmm. you pretty much can bet that that's what your index fund's going to be doing. Yeah. So that seems good, right? Yeah, I mean, that seems cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, but a mutual fund, if you have a good manager, that's somebody that's actively managing it, and whenever a stock goes bad or a company goes under, they get rid of it and replace it with something good, you can consistently beat the index. Hmm. So if you think about that. Yeah. Um, the pros to that is obviously you get a better rate of return. On which one? Mutual? Right. Mm-hmm. If they're beating the market. Yeah. Um, however, all it takes is for them to like get a little too out of their ball game there. Like yeah. they bet on black and it hits on red. Right. And I, I mean, you can kind of see how that could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fees are also generally higher with mutual funds because you're paying somebody to manage that thing yeah because that person's got to sit there every day and look into it and move your stuff around along with whoever else is in the pool like you were talking about um so they're not only managing your money they're doing other people's as well on a daily basis it's my money and i want it now that's right uh the index funds are generally cheaper Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't have that fee that you have to pay a manager Uh, however they will have an expense ratio as well um does that make sense so far yeah, so far. It's still, um, I mean, weighing the pros and cons is a good way to look at it as far as if you're, like, new to investing, how you're going to pick and choose, like, how much how much risk do you want to take, I would say. Right. And you, no matter what um, no matter what you go with, like, you have to remember that none of the stuff is, like, FDIC insured. Like, it, yeah, there's banks no, don't back it. You put it in there, it could all be gone. Right. And that's one of the things um, I've got the list of things to consider when investing. And one of my things just while we're on the topic is only put in what you're willing to lose. So if you're willing to lose 10 grand and that's what you want to put in, put it in because you could lose it all 
if you're not willing to lose that much money, put in a thousand. It's whatever you're comfortable with potentially losing is what you want to invest. Correct. Yeah. I would say that's um, a good point to make, especially for if you're going with individual stocks. Yeah. However, the chances of you losing all that on a mutual fund would be, it would be very hard for that to happen unless you got scared like a, um, a bunch of other people that follow the news and jump <laughs> ship at the wrong moment. Uh-huh. Because the market always goes up. It consistently goes up. Yeah, it's never crashed and just continued to crash and stay crashed. Or else we wouldn't have a stock market now. Right. You know what I mean? If it never came back up, we wouldn't have one. You would. It would just be very, very small. Well, do you really <laughs> think people would continue to invest if it was just constantly declining or staying as low as it was? I'd, I wouldn't. I'd be like, nah, I'd rather just put my money in a savings account. Get out of here. Maybe. I don't know. You, yeah. Risk and reward. Um. Sure. So, with that, what other uh, <laughs> what other considerations do you have over there? Um. Well, this is like you said, specific to individual stocks. When you're kind of taking more of a risk because yeah. you're hand picking. Like, I think you've done that a few times. You've hand picked certain stocks that you personally have wanted. Uh-huh. So not in a mutual, not in a group index or whatever it is. You've picked individual. Individual companies. Yes. Um, so one of the things to consider when you're doing that is research. Like you said, looking not just a couple of years back, but like a decade or something to give you a broad range of what the stock has done over time. So um, stuff I was looking on the Forbes website mm-hmm. and they said, you know, use analytical tools, look at market reports and then economic trends. So what kind of events in society make that stock go down or up and what happened when it went down or up, you know, cause like you were talking about when it comes to things in the news that freak people out and everybody sells, did it come back up? Probably. But that's what you want to look at because if you get into that mindset where something's happening and the stock market's plummeting and you're like, Oh God, like I need to sell cause I'm going to go bankrupt or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Look at the historical, uh, look back on it and see how long did it take to come back up? after something like that happened or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, Also about diversifying. So don't dump all of your money into like one, one stock or they were talking about one class of stocks. So like don't dump all your money into technology, like do it into that and agriculture and energy and other things. Like you said, real estate, just so that it's a broad spectrum. So if like the real estate market tanks, Mm -hmm. Your money isn't all wrapped up in real estate. You still right. have it in technology and energy sources and things like that. Um, and then timing. So when to sell. And Never. W- and when to buy. So do you want to buy when it's going up? Do you want to buy when it's at its lowest? What did Forbes say? Because I disagree with pretty much uh, that entire concept of trying to time the market. Well, it said there's no right answer. There's no formulary. Well, so that's the problem that a lot of people get themselves in is they try to time the market. They see like what the little um, wave is doing on the TV screen or, you know, online or whatever it is. And then they read those headlines and then they act on that when in reality there's no telling like what it's going to do. Right. And that's what that paragraph about timing, because it was just going through these topics, timing, it just said there's no correct answer. And it just went back to using your research and your tools to kind of decide, is it something I want to invest in based on the history? Like, it has has it overall performed pretty well? Like, 
does it look like it's going to provide me money over time, even if it hasn't been doing so well right now or whatever. Um, so they were saying timing isn't really an issue. You just have to look at the history of it and make a decision based on that because you can't time the market. Because like you said, even if you think that you timed it spot on, like, oh, for some reason, this is the best time to buy this stock, it could tank the next day. Yep. So, I mean, there's no guarantee with timing. So they were saying, basically, they were saying not to worry about it and just to use the research that you've done and talk to a financial advisor, too. Oh, uh, there's the caveat. Yep. And then it also mentioned, I don't know if you've ever considered this, but um, life insurance to protect your assets. Oh, really? Yeah, they talked about that. So if you're like profiting really, really well off of your stocks and stuff to have life insurance to back it up and protect it if something tragic happened to you. How does that work? I didn't get into the nitty gritty of it. I would say talk to a life insurance uh, policy person. But they were just saying protect your assets because if you're dumping thousands of dollars into stocks and IRAs and whatever you want to call them and something happens to you, what's going to happen to the money? You know what Dead I mean? air. Dead air. But that, I mean, really, like, do you have a will set up to give it to somebody? Do you have... Well, I do. So that's why I'm wondering, do I need to have the life insurance thing? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't have the right answer. But basically, I would say it doesn't matter if it's life insurance or a will or whatever, but they're basically saying protect your assets. Protect it. So if you're going to... That's your hard-earned money. Right. So if you're going to put your money in there and bank on that for retirement or... um. You could, I mean, not even necessarily retirement. People just do it like, you know, IRAs are specific for retirement, but doing individual stocks and stuff, people just do it for investing as a whole, whether it's for like their kid's college or right. them so, to travel and yep. all and that kind of stuff. And that's a completely different type of account. That would be like your brokerage account that mm -hmm. doesn't have the uh, same restrictions that you do for the retirement accounts. Yeah. So your uh, retirement accounts, you know, they have a certain age that you have to be before you can take the money out without getting a fee. Yeah. Um, you're only allowed to contribute so much each year. However, a brokerage account, it's not protected by the same tax um, umbrella, mm -hmm. but there's no limits on what you can do inside there. What's the, what's the average age where you can close it out? It's like 65? It's like 59 and a half, I think. Like... I'm not, I think. I don't know. I Like, that just kind of drives me nuts with those kind of things. Like, I know that we both have IRAs and things like that, but it's like, and not everybody is the same, but when I'm 60, what am I going to take that money out and do? Uh, go buy you some quilts and knit them or something? Well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't understand what, like, when they put that cap on it. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't retire until around that age anyways these days. It's, you know, depending on the job that you're in, I feel like people are working a lot longer than they were due to inflation, which we have a show about that. You guys can look at our podcast and find that show. But the way everything's so expensive, people are working longer, like older ages. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, I just don't feel like I'm going to take money out at 60 years old and be like, oh, I'm going to go travel around the entire world or I'm going to go do all this crazy stuff that I wanted to do when I was 25 when I started my retirement account. You know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody's the same, but it's just a shame that they put an age restriction like that on it to some degree, especially if you're putting your own money into it. Like you said, it's my money and I want it now. Well, the other thing you can do is not do that and put it in a brokerage account and just pay the taxes on it. Taxes? Mm. Either way. <laughs> Either way, you're going to, you know, you got your pros and your cons. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you have to weigh the pros and cons for your situation. And two, that's something else that Forbes mentioned. Like, what are your goals when you invest? Is it for retirement? Is it for a certain thing, like I said, like your kid's college money or mm -hmm. 
like buying a house at some point or something like that? Like what are your financial goals with what you're doing as far as investing? So my financial goals do not have to work anymore when I don't want to. That would be nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's my that that's my goal. Do you think after you retire you're still gonna invest? Or do you think it's to get you to retirement and they're going to be like, woohoo, like take it out? I don't know. You so know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I feel like if I'm in a position to continue to invest. You think you would do it? Maybe for a little bit, but I don't I'm, I don't really have anything long term that I'm saving for other than like you said, so that I don't have to work after I retire. That's good enough for me. Yeah, that's true. Who likes working? Yeah, not this guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that is the... <laughs> That's like terrible. Uh, no, I um, think it's good because it's like a very simplified snapshot and it kind of gets people thinking if you're new to investing or like me, I've actually had an IRA for years. I just never really looked into it. I'm like, eh, my manager will handle it. I don't You know what I mean? Yeah. But you should be more involved is you the should. problem. And you should, uh, you should not be, you should not be so, um, so convinced that it's as complicated as people make it out to be it's really not right um, it just takes a little bit of uh, reading up on the subject uh, that was literally the basics that I just ran through obviously of course like you said there's um, situations that are specific to everybody mm -hmm. but the bottom line is it's not that complicated you don't need to hire somebody to do it for you you can easily do this yourself yeah um, I would just say that go into the mindset that you're gonna buy and you're gonna hold forever yeah. And if you are ever like upside down, if you buy something and it loses money, don't be the guy that sells it for less than what you paid for it. Right. Wait it out. Because you're never going to get ahead that way. Yeah. And especially if you're young. Now's the time. Younger. Right. Now's aggressive. the time to do it. Be aggressive and let it ride. Yeah. Let it ride. Like don't, don't just pull out of it because something's going on. And, and don't you read see the headline news. Cause yeah. Because they don't know what's going to happen either. No. It's just red all over. And you're That's like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, theweeklylab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Hopefully next week we'll have a more entertaining topic because yeah. uh, we're going to talk about, what, Thanksgiving with COVID or something? Because it, yeah. like, um, it looks like the holidays are... We did that predicting lab episode. Yep, back in... I think I was looking at our podcast on iTunes and it was like August 16th. We mm -hmm. did a predicting episode where we were predicting what the holidays would be like with COVID. So, so let's see if we're right. Hopefully... Um, Somebody with a brain will <laughs> lift up all these uh, ridiculous lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. We'll see, I guess, next episode here on The Lab. My name is Kay Holiday here with Ryan Rivers. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, send us an email with your suggestions, comments. Uh, if you're listening on shortwave and would like a QSL card, we're more than happy to send you one. Theweeklylab at gmail.com is how to do that. <laughs>